Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pac-Man Podcast, Patriotic American Citizen. I'm Ted Flint, your host. We begin with news of the latest mass shooting. This one in Boulder, Colorado. The suspect is 21-year-old Ahmed Al-Alawi Alissa. And for obvious reasons, the media was reluctant to identify this guy. Now we know why. Al-Alawi Alissa. Very antisocial is what I've been reading. Uh, prone to fits of anger. He was par- or is paranoid. They will say everything but the obvious, what I think is the obvious. Maybe this these shootings were terrorism related. I would guess they would be. But, who you know, if this guy were white, and he may be, I don't know, he's, he's not black, but he's of Middle Eastern descent, I think, uh, they would say it was racially motivated. Like we've been hearing about this, uh, the anti-Asian violence. You know, the, the people are saying it's white supremacy rearing its head. Most of the attacks on Asians have been committed by blacks, not whites. But the media doesn't tell you that. They don't get into the specifics. Anyway, this shooting in Boulder, unfortunately, it's the first in, in quite a while. I don't think there were many of these types of shootings under President Trump. I can't think of any. I think a Walmart may have, may have been shot up. But under Obama, we had Sandy Hook, 20 dead. Uh, 20 children were dead, uh, were killed. Six uh, school teachers. That was in Connecticut. We had the uh, the Boston Marathon bombing. It wasn't a shooting, per se, but a bombing. We had uh, the Aurora Movie Theater. A shooting in the movie theater that was under Obama. I think we have a weak man now in the White House, and I think people know it. And I think maybe there's no correlation, but there's certainly, and I hope we don't have any more of these types of shootings. But no doubt we will. So the media is again they, they're quick to say we need to have a, a gun ban. We need to ban assault weapons. We tried that in the '90s, had no perceptible uh, influence on crime or the types of shootings or the mass killings. But that doesn't stop liberals. They they need to do something. They think. So they ban a certain class of weapons. In this case, I guess the weapon that was used was an AR-15. Now, I saw Kamala Harris. Predictably, she was on the uh, morning news show. She was on CBS this morning. She and Gail King, and I, I could do a whole show on Gail King. She should not be on the air. She's unprofessional. She's ridiculous. But she's on interviewing another ridiculous woman, Kamala Harris, who happens to be the vice president. They were going back and forth on how, how tragic it is. And it, obviously, it is tragic. But then they're talking about the need for some kind of a, an assault weapons ban. Now, I'm a member of the NRA, and, I, and I'll tell you, in my heart of hearts, in, the, in my gut, I know what this is about. It's not about just banning AR-15s or assault weapons. What the federal government wants to do, what liberals in the federal government are seeking and have been seeking for nearly 50 years, they want a national gun registry. They want every single American gun owner, to register every one of their firearms with the federal government. They want mandatory training, and some even want a government review of our social media posts before you're even allowed to buy a firearm. Now, this talk of, you know, this sweeping ban on semi-automatics, in any magazine, this is included, but you're not hearing this, they want to ban any magazine that can hold more than 10 rounds. That would instantly turn tens of millions of firearms and hundreds of millions of magazines into contraband. Not to say that would turn (laughs) tens of uh, thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of American gun owners into criminals. This is what the the end game is. We know what Chuck Schumer thinks about firearm ownership. 
We're talking about legal firearms. They want to ban legal firearms. They won't say that because it's a losing uh, proposition at the ballot box. Most Americans believe in our Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. That's an individual right, not a collective right. So the uh, police chief in Boulder, her name is uh, Maris Harold. She's the chief, and she said uh, this morning that I want to say to the community, I am so sorry this incident happened. Then she added, we're going to do everything in our power to make sure this suspect has a thorough trial and we do a thorough investigation. Well, that's great. He gets a trial and an investigation and he gets due process. He didn't give his victims due process, shot them dead. I won't say for no apparent reason. We don't know the reason. But unfortunately, he still is breathing. He was shot by police, but he is still living and he's going to get a trial and due process and all the rest of it. I'm not saying he shouldn't. This is America. If it happened in Iran or Iraq, he wouldn't get a trial. He'd be, you know, have his head cut off. And part of me wants to see some Old Testament justice implemented here. You know, he who spills the blood of man shall have his blood spilt by man, it says in Leviticus. The, the end game here is, I think, a national gun registry and forced gun owner licensing, which would do nothing to prevent these types of attacks. Because the people who do these types of shootings don't abide by the law. They don't care how many gun laws are on the books. We need to enforce the laws already on the books before we create new ones. But liberals don't want to hear anything about that. They want more laws, more stringent firearms laws, more gun bans. They don't work. I, I'm not going to, I could, you know, talk to them blue in the face. And I know I'm, I'm probably preaching to the converted here, but. That's the scoop. Back to uh, Kamala Harris, because I read today on World Net Daily that she is now in charge of the White House. Now, you know, I don't think that's officially the case, but she's obviously uh, assuming more a more prominent role. Now, obviously, Biden is uh, in, in declining health, physically and mentally. And everybody knows or, or should know that this guy is a placeholder for Kamala Harris, who is unelectable. I think she's probably less popular than Hillary Clinton. If there is such a person, less popular. I think, you know, and speaking of Hillary Clinton, my wife and I were having this discussion. Maybe I mentioned this last time. I, it, Hillary Clinton looks good, almost good at this point compared to Kamala Harris. I should put that out there as a poll question. Hillary or Kamala? I mean, uh, there's an email put up here by WorldNet Daily it was a directive from a top White House communications team member, instructs all agencies to refer to the Biden-Harris administration rather than the Biden administration. We didn't elect, well, I guess we did indirectly, uh, Kamala Harris. Certainly I didn't. But this is the directive from the communications department in the White House. Please be sure to reference the current administration as the Biden-Harris administration in, of, in official public communications. You know, that tells me that they're greasing the skids for Kamala Harris to take over at some point. I don't think it's that far in the offing, to be honest with you. She met with world leaders recently. That's usually the uh, the job of the president, not the vice president. So she's getting ready. I mean, she appeared on all the, the, on the talk shows this morning. She was I, given a 10 or 15-minute segment on CBS. I don't remember uh, Vice President Pence getting the same treatment by CBS. And they're so chummy. Gail King, especially with Harris, no tough questions. They're all in agreement, and uh, they want to ban our our firearms. <laughs> that's that's what they're trying to do here. 
All right, let's talk about a little bit about uh, COVID-19 because you're seeing some restrictions. We are seeing restrictions around the country being lessened. Not, you know, even in New York State, some of the uh, restrictions, bars and restaurants now are, are going to be open after 11, although a lot of restrictions are still in place here in New York State. I think once people get, get vaccinated, a majority of New Yorkers get vaccinated, I think you'll see the, uh, some businesses, more businesses reopen, and I think you're going to see some fewer restrictions. But anyway, on the vaccine front, despite the administration, the Biden administration, trying to convince us that somehow the president is really moving the, this, the uh, vaccines along, uh, he's expediting the process, and he's saving people. President Trump was on Newsmax TV earlier this week, and he said he, cl- he claimed uh, credit, as he should. Operation Warp Speed will save the world from the same types of deaths that were recorded under the, uh, uh, the Spanish flu. Back in the 19, late 19-teens, 1918, 1919, tens of millions of people were killed by the Spanish flu. Half a million people have died from COVID here in this country. So the president was on Greg Kelly reports earlier this week, and he claimed credit. Now, you can say what you want. Think what you want about President Trump. I know he's not bashful about claiming credit, nor should he be. Could you imagine, and I, mentioned, I made mention of this on the last show, I think, if Biden were in charge when the pandemic broke out, a year ago. It'd be five years, six years, who knows, maybe even longer before we got a vaccine. Trump got the vaccine to the shelves in nine months. But I think the more Americans who get vaccinated, I think we'll see a lot fewer restrictions. Hopefully in New York State, that's going to be the case. But I mean, the Trump administration, his work getting the vaccine on the shelves, and uh, he helped cut the red tape and the bureaucracy of the Food and Drug Administration. And I think a lot of other presidents wouldn't have the guts or the know-how to do it. President Trump got it done. He should claim credit for it. He should. Before we go any further, let me tell you, if you're thinking of starting a podcast, Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to do it. Not only that, but Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. You will get a great-looking podcast website, audio players you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening to your show, tools to promote your episodes, and a lot more. So why not join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout and get your message out to the world? Because, you know, more people are doing this. More people are listening to podcasts and their talk shows online. They're not listening to local talk shows like they used to. Not as much anyway. So this is the way to go. This is the future. All you have to do is follow the link in this show's notes and get started today. Plus, if you sign up for a paid plan, they'll give you a $20 Amazon gift card. Again, just follow the link in the show notes so that Buzzsprout knows that I, Pac-Man, patriotic American citizen, sent you. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to launch a podcast. Alrighty, before we go here, Kamala Harris is going to host an event on empowering women. And she's hosting this event with Bill Clinton, despite the Epstein associations and all the Me Too accusations. But the vice president and former president will be speaking together this Friday, this event hosted by the Clinton Foundation. I can't believe the Clinton Foundation is still in operation. And the topic is on empowering women in the U.S. and around the world. Now, Bill Clinton knows a lot about empowering women. If you don't believe me, ask him. He'll tell you. So the Clinton Global Initiative event, I can't believe they haven't disbanded that. These two are going to speak one-on-one, and they'll focus on the challenges that women have had to endure during the coronavirus pandemic. What about men? They've had to endure challenges as well. 
Harris is set to speak with Clinton, despite the former president being a sex predator. He's been accused of raping uh, Juanita Broderick. And he's facing all kinds of allegations of rape and sexual assault from multiple women over decades. And here she's going to, and he was associated with Jeffrey Epstein. But he's been silent. Have you noticed Clinton has remained silent regarding the flights he took on Epstein's private jet? It's unbelievable. The media won't say anything about it, but they're going to host this or co-host this event on empowering women. It's unreal. We're not going to hear anything about it from the media, I guarantee you. I'll watch CBS News this morning, tomorrow, see if they talk about this, this event Friday, Empowering Women. Unbelievable. All righty, let's, uh, let's wrap it up here. We've got, to, we've got to run. Thank you very much, folks, for tuning us in. And if you want to hear this show, if you can't listen to it now, if you want to listen to it later, you can go to our website, the bmgnetwork.com, and check out Pac-Man, check out the Ken and Mike show. Uh, check out Mike'd Up with Mike Hansen, The Ken Burns Show, Set Apart with Kristen Coons, all kinds of fine uh, talk shows for you. And we have columns up there, The Pack Perspective. Those, that's a column that I write once or twice a week. We uh, talk about a number of different things. We, we write on social issues, and we do that through a Christian perspective. So it's different. I mean, it's a new website. And uh, go up there and read and listen to the talk shows and tell your friends about it, too. The BMG Network. Dot com. And if you want to get in touch with me directly, you can go to Pacman, P-A-C-M-A-N, all lowercase, at the bmgnetwork.com. And that's going to wrap things up for this edition of the Pac-Man Podcast. I'm Ted Flint, and if the Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced in the BMG Studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more information about the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint.